Good to see everybody this morning. Welcome to Great Hills Baptist Church, both in-house and online. We welcome you. We're glad that you're here. My name's Danny Forsheed, pastor here at Great Hills, and we're excited about today. Today uh, is a special service. It's a prayer service. We're also going to have the Lord's Supper we're going to observe baptism, so there's just a lot into the service today, and it's going to be a little bit different, but folks are still coming in, and we welcome you, like I said, both in the house and online. I know many of you, we have as many online, literally, as we do in the room, which is, uh, which is wonderful. We welcome you. We're glad that you are joining us, and then tonight or this afternoon at 5 o'clock, We'll be up at Liberty Hill, the same service, uh, sort of the same service, a lot of the same um, facets uh, as far as the Lord's Supper and the time of, of prayer, the prayer service. And so we welcome you. If you're a guest today, uh, either online or in the house, we'd love to get a, a registration of your, of your presence with us. You can do that online. Uh, there's a place there that you can fill out the, uh, the registration card electronically. We'd love for you just to jot down who you are, any prayer requests that you may have. And the same, you can do it here uh, in the sanctuary. In front of you, there should be a QR code located somewhere closely to you, unless you're sitting on a front row. If you're sitting on a front row, then you probably can't find it unless you look behind you. But if you take your phone and open up the camera app and just click on it, it will pull up a registration card. And uh, we would love to have you do that. For if you're a guest or if you have prayer needs, prayer requests, uh, we, would, um, we would appreciate you, you doing that. So we do. We welcome you today. We're going to uh, go ahead, and I'm just going to go ahead and get started with my message. How's that? People are going to come in in a few minutes. They're going to go, wait a minute. Did the church start earlier today? Did I miss something? You know, I like mixing it up sometimes because sometimes it's easy to get into a, a routine. You come in, well, we're going to sing. You're going to preach. We're going to greet each other, and, and we're going to go home. And I never want it to be mundane or rote or just something that, that we go through. And I learned in college there is real value to mixing things up and changing things up, not just for the sake of change, but to really bring or heighten your awareness of what is going on. So his name was Dr. Allums. He was my, my favorite professor in college. Uh, he, I almost majored in English, so I decided I almost had as many uh, credits for a religion and an English major, but I ended up minoring uh, in English. And Dr. Allums, I took him for everything he offered. It was a small school, a small uh, Baptist college there in, in Alabama, and whenever I would look online and see that he was a professor, I don't care what, even Shakespeare. He taught a Shakespeare class, and I said, that's Dr. Allums, it's going to be great, so I signed up for the class. Well, we showed up for a few weeks, and uh, he would begin the class by saying, well, class, how did you enjoy the reading this past week? And it was just crickets. Y'all know what that means? Nobody read the plays. I mean, no, he gave us the textbook. We had all the, the scripts. We had all the, uh, the plays that you can imagine. And so after about three weeks of doing that, he about had enough. Because we wouldn't talk, because you're supposed to be, uh, you know, participating and dialoguing. He was supposed to kind of lead the dialogue, but it was all based on prior preparation before coming uh, into the room. And a lot of times worship is like that. If you have prepared your heart for worship and you have come today having your quiet time each day, witnessing, sharing your faith, man, when you come into this place, it, it is just should be electric. You should be excited to be here. So anyhow, we showed up on the fourth week. And he said, class, pack your bags. We're going on a trip. 
And I thought, ooh, this is going to be interesting. Because he already said, who, who, read, uh, who read the play this week? And nobody just put their heads down. And he goes, okay, put, get all your things together because we're going somewhere. Now, you got to remember, this is before every classroom was outfitted with technology. Now, today, you go into a university, you go to a college, and there's all kinds of technology and, and computer, computers and screens and all of that. And I get, But this is way back when, right? So we packed our bags, our you know, our backpacks, and we're like, where, where are we going? He says, just follow me. And so we started walking. Can y'all imagine this class, the Shakespeare class, we're walking across the campus, and I realized what, where we were going. He took us to the library, and we went up into the library on the second floor, and he had a room prepared, and there was a television in there, and for the rest of the semester, he made us watch the Shakespeare plays and then we would discuss them. And he mixed it up on us. And he kind of, it changed it. And, and I thought, well, you know, today is a prayer service. And, uh, and, and, and we're going we're gonna to bring the prayer service to you. Uh, so this is not like a Wednesday night prayer service. This is Sunday morning. We did this on February the 6th. And um, man, it was so well received. So many of you ask me, this was a number of months ago, when are we going to do that again? Well, I've heard you, and today we're going to do that. We're going to have multiple people coming and leading us in prayer. It'll be interspersed with times of worship. We will also have the Lord's Supper. We will have baptism. Are y'all okay with that? Are y'all good? Can y'all, y'all let me know y'all are out there just to live and say, hey, we're here, Brother Danny. Yeah. Thank you. You're excited to be here. I hope so. I hope so. I am. I'm excited to be here. And again, welcome you online. No, many of you, some of you are not feeling well, including my wife. God bless you. I hope you're watching this online. I'm sure you are. And uh, Jeff Fair, your little girl, Eden's not feeling well. So we shout out to Eden there. And so, again, we are, we're glad you're here. And I'm excited to share with you. A couple things I want to do uh, before we begin the time of prayer. And we'll have the microphones. People will come lead us in prayer. Uh, there are a couple things I want to address. First of all, is we will observe the Lord's Supper today. So I want you to go ahead and be preparing your heart and preparing your mind for a time of uh, eating the elements, you know, drinking the juice. We did this Tuesday with one of our precious church members who's really, really struggling with cancer. And so uh, we went to her home and were able to observe the Lord's Supper with her in her home as she is now hospice, under hospice care. And we are praying for you, Courtney. We love you and your family. And Daniel and I are honored to be there and do that. But today, we're gonna do this as a congregation. And I hope you have your bread and your juice. If you don't, these wonderful deacons, I can see them spread out around the room. If you'll raise your hand, we'll go ahead and prepare and get you a, a, a cup and the cup has not only the juice, but it also has a little wafer on top of it. And you'll have to peel off the top film in a few minutes and eat the bread with me and then drink the juice. So I want you to be thinking about that and praying about that as we're going to have uh, the Lord's Supper here uh, in, in just a few minutes. But today, it's also a day of mourning. It's a time of, of lamenting. It's a time of praying and weeping with those who weep and rejoicing with those uh, who rejoice. And so I want to take just a couple of minutes and just share with you, you know, from my heart, kind of where I've been over the last couple of weeks as I have been processing uh, the things that have happened to us as a denomination. Uh, some of you may not know, but we are a part of the Southern Baptist Convention. We have been from day one. And by the way, we're going to continue to be a part of the Southern Baptist Convention because there's a whole lot more good uh, that God is doing in our denomination than there is bad. But there is some bad. Uh, there have been, and you've seen it in the Washington Post, you've seen it in probably a number of periodicals and magazines, articles on the internet and so forth, and there's even been a sexual abuse report 
released uh, that has the names of multiple pastors over the last 20 years who have been uh, accused and, and, and found guilty of, uh, of sexual abuse. And so we saw this happening in the Catholic uh, you know, church, and all of us were appalled and upset with that. And now we're seeing that it has happened in, even in our Southern Baptist Convention. And so many of you have been asking me, what are your thoughts about this? And, and today, I'm not going to take up a whole lot of time to talk about it, but I do feel like I need to say uh, just a couple of things about this by way of weeping with those who weep, uh, interceding for those who are hurt, who have been abused, who have not been heard, who have been stonewalled, and I get that, and I've read all of that. And I think just being just, just real transparent with you for a moment, one of, my, one of my mentors, one of the people that I looked up to the most in ministry was in this report. And that was a real kick in the gut. <laughs> it was really, really hard for me. In fact, two weeks ago when I read it at 4 p.m. on the Washington Post, at 5 p.m., I was scheduled to preach up at our church campus there in Liberty Hill, and I almost didn't make it. I almost didn't make it to the church because I'm just like you. I'm very human. I have very real emotions. I get very excited at times. I get very upset at times. And so it was really, really hard to see my friend, his name, in the reports, in the news, and so forth. I have since reached out to him. He has responded to me. I'm just telling him I'm praying for you, and I love you, and I wish the best for you, and I think that's what you should do as, as a friend, in no way condoning what the person does, uh, but just knowing that he is hurting, as other people are hurting, and, and we're praying for them. But think about kind of where we are uh, in the world. I know this is kind of somber, and I know this is really sobering for us as a denomination, as churches, but I just think about the greater landscape of, of where we are in our world. You know, the war continues on in Ukraine, and I, I don't know about y'all how y'all respond to that, but that is a very powerful, emotional thing for me. I can't get those images out of my mind. I spent some time with our own Fred Upright again this week. He just got back from another trip to Ukraine, and and he's almost at the point of being speechless of just what he has seen, what he has witnessed, and the devastation, not only in the buildings, we see that on TV, but I'm talking about the devastation of people's lives. I mean, people's lives have been, I mean, just destroyed, and loved ones have been massacred, and it just, I mean, you watch that on TV or you read it, and somebody might say, well, don't watch that, don't read that, but I feel like I need to. I want to know. I want to see what is going on. Now, COVID's back. Hey, hey, woohoo! Aren't y'all happy? COVID-19 is back in the news, man, and people are getting sick again. I'm like, are you kidding me? No, it can't be, uh, but, it's, but it's true, but it's real. And then, mercy. You know, just a few weeks ago, I mean, people are just going grocery shopping in Buffalo, New York, and they're massacred. Can you imagine if you had a loved one up there going grocery shopping, and then they were just killed as they were just trying to get their their food from someone who, who is racist and angry and just going to kill them because of the color of their skin. And then, just a couple of weeks ago in Uvalde, Texas, and my heart is still broken over that as yours is. The flags are still running half mass, and they should be. And we're looking at that going, God in heaven, what is going on? Is anybody else like that? Is anybody else going, what is happening in this world? This world is broken. And this world needs Jesus now more than ever. And you and I know Jesus. And we have the answer. We have the remedy. The only remedy that can 
wash away sin, that can empower someone to do what is just and pure and right is the power of the gospel, is the power of Christ. And so on the one hand, I'm devastated, I'm crushed, I'm hurt, I'm weeping, I'm looking at all these things, not only on a global stage in Ukraine, in a statewide uh, area like Uvalde in our, sta in our state of Texas, what is happening there, and then you add on that with the, with the Southern Baptist Convention, and I'm just like, I know like you, I, and I've talked to you, and, and some of you have asked me, would you please just make some statements about what, what we're experiencing? Well, what we're experiencing is hard. And so I just wanted us to have a time today of, of consecration, times of mourning, times of prayer, and that's what we're gonna do today. We're just gonna have different people come and lead us in times of prayer. We'll have a whole section of just times of repentance and asking God to forgive us, cleanse us, oh God. There's a verse that the Lord keeps putting in my mind. I wanna share it with you. I'm gonna put it on the screen. And I think this is really, really important. It says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. I think that's a sobering word for all of us. That all of us, all of us as pastors and ministers and say, oh, well, that could never, ever happen to me, but it could happen to you, right? And I think that's part of, of the humility of saying, God, but for the grace of God, there go I. Lord, please protect me and guard my heart and guard my mind, guard my marriage, guard my family. And so I, I think, you know, it seems like it almost every sin can be traced back and rooted in pride, Right? Just pride, whether it's cover-up or it's denial or it's usurping that position of authority and prominence. And so I'm just saying, Lord God, have mercy on me. Have mercy on us. Uh, can, can I say this, though, as a, uh, as a Southern Baptist, at the risk of, of, of being misunderstood? Uh, and I'm going to be very careful on how I say this. Y'all pray for me. I hope you'll pray for me even now for what I'm about to say. Because it, be it can be taken uh, the wrong way. And I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, okay? So here it comes. By far, the, the vast majority of the 14.5 million Southern Baptists in this world are, are not guilty of these crimes, of this sexual abuse or this cover-up, the stonewalling. Uh, they are not. It's 99.3% of us who are not. Now, having said that, that, in my heart, in no way minimizes or mitigates the 0.7 people that they are a part of that. And their hearts have been broken and abused and their bodies have been violated. And for them, y'all, it's, it's just so beyond me to, to, that that can happen, especially among pastors and even among some of my pastor friends. I'm just still... I'm almost just kind of walking sideways through this, just going, my mind, I'm trying to wrap my mind. Some of you are looking at me going, you know what, I'm glad you're struggling with it because I sure am struggling with it. Well, I am struggling with it. I am struggling with it. I'm trying to wrap my mind around it, my heart around it, and can't imagine, and if I were one of the uh, uh, victims of the sexual abuse and the pastor just said, well, 99% of the people, it's not a problem, don't take it, please. I'm not saying it like that. That's not my heart at all, just saying, well, oh, yeah, 99% of us are fine. No, I'm just trying to put it in context and say, but if you are, um, you say, where'd you get that math? Where I got the math, the 700 people that are on the list, I added 100,000 to it. I added 100,000 just in case there were cases not reported and people who, who've, who've never been heard 
And, and even then, it's still in the 99 percentile of us who are not a part of that. And, and glory to God, we never want to be a, a part of that. And I just want to say, as, you, as your pastor, as I'm standing before you, and I can speak for myself and for our staff, that we're totally committed to Christ. We're totally committed to our wives or to our husbands. We're going to lead with integrity. We're going to lead with honesty. We're going to report anything that we should report. And I just think it's, I think it's good for you guys to, to hear that. Now, having said that, I'm not, I know I'm always up on this stage. I probably ought to get the pulpit and put it down here on the ground because I'm not above you in any way. I am with you. And if, if you stand up and you say, well, that could never, ever happen to me, I don't think you should say that. I think you should say, it could for the grace of God. It has not happened to me. And by God's grace, we're going to continue to pursue him in righteousness and holiness and sanctification. We're going to walk with the Lord. And by God's grace, we're going to attempt to lead Great Hills Baptist Church to be that beacon of light, that place of hope, uh, that people can meet the Lord and be changed by our great God. So that's my heart. I wanted to share those things with you. I hope this has come across well. If it hasn't, then I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, it's just, a, it's just a very, very painful and difficult place uh, to be. Well, thank you. So I'm going to begin the time of prayer. And um, after I pray, uh, Miss Becky will have different men and women that will come. And they'll just be leading you in a time of prayer. When once we say amen, you may raise your head. And then you may bow your head pretty quickly because the next person. And I've asked uh, different people to, to lead in different times of prayer. There'll be times of praise. There'll be times of confession, times of thanksgiving, and then times of intercession. And so sprinkled in this, we'll have uh, some more times of praise and worship. Uh, we have a baptism coming up that I think you're going to be very, very excited to hear about as uh, Pastor Ross shares a little bit about the person who gets baptized, and then we're going to have the Lord's Supper. Father, we thank you for our time today. God, we're very grateful for your forgiveness, for your mercy, your kindness. Lord, I'm praying in the prayer of Nahum that, Lord, in wrath, please remember your mercy and forgive us, O oh God, for our sins, sins that we commit in our minds, Lord, that nobody sees but you. Would you cleanse us of that, O oh God? Would you purify us, Lord? I think about David in Psalm 51 as he, as he prays, Lord, create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Lord, wash me from my iniquity, and I shall be clean. Purge me, Lord, with hyssop. Lord, take, have mercy upon us, Lord, with your loving kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, God, blot out the stain. Remove the transgressions. Wash us, Lord, thoroughly from our iniquities, and cleanse us, God, from our sins. And Lord, we stand in great need of you as a nation, as a state, uh, as a denomination, and we're praying, Lord, that you would have mercy on us and forgive us of our sins, oh God. We know that you're a just and holy God. Forgive us, Lord, when we don't represent you well. We don't represent the really the God that you are to a lost and broken, now uh, a world that is in derision and a world that laughs at the church and laughs at Southern Baptists at this point. Lord, would you, would you have mercy on us and forgive us, oh God. Here at Great Hills, Lord, we are consecrating ourselves to you today. Lord, we're coming to you with brokenness. Lord, we don't have an ounce of pride or arrogance or haughtiness about us. Lord, we don't. Because, Lord, you are not attracted to pride and arrogance. Lord, you're attracted to humility and meekness and weakness. So, Lord, we're humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God. God, that you would, that you would lift us up. You would lift up our heads, oh God. And we all weep, Lord. We weep. Our hearts are broken over the devastation of sin. Sin 
globally as a nation tries to obliterate another nation. As a deranged man with a gun is trying, is trying to eliminate a whole classroom of students. As pastors, Lord, are abusing authority and, and taking advantage of people and abusing people. Lord, for these things and every sin, God, we pray, have mercy, God. Forgive us, O oh God. Wash us, Lord. Cleanse us. Thank you for our church, Lord. I, I just love our church. I love, God, the humility and the, and the passion that you have given us for you. Lord, we rejoice with people who are rejoicing today, and there's a lot of cause of rejoicing. There's salvation, Lord, there's baptism about to take place. Lord, we're going to observe your supper, God. We, we honor your son, Jesus, for his broken body and his blood poured out in the empty tomb. Praise God for the Holy Spirit of God living within us. Lord, we're grateful, we're thankful, but we're praying now, God, that you would just hear our prayers. We would consecrate ourselves as we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Danny said, there's so much trouble and sin in the world, but you are God and you are good and you are on your throne and in control of all of it. And so we just want to praise you for that and for who you are before we ask for anything, before we think of ourselves. We just want to acknowledge you this morning. So we pray to you from Psalm 111. It says, I will praise the Lord with all my heart in the counsel of the upright and in the assembly. And God, it is good just to praise you with fellow believers, with those who worship you together. And so we praise you for the great works that you do. Glorious and majestic are your deeds. You are capable of doing all things more than we can imagine. And we praise you for your power and your righteousness endures forever. So we just praise you for your holiness, Father, um, that you are the just one, that you are righteous, and that holiness can only be found in you. You are gracious and compassionate, Father. Um, you provide for those who fear you. Um, and so we just thank you for meeting our needs, for being the provider, and for having compassion um, on us when we need it, on those who are hurting and broken, as Pastor Danny said, um, that you are the Father who loves them and who has compassion on each of us. You remember your covenant forever, Father. We thank you for your faithfulness. We praise you for being faithful when we are not, for never breaking your word. You are incapable of going back on who you are and of contradicting anything you say. You cannot do that, Father. And so we just praise you for your uprightness. Um, the works of your hand are faithful and just, and all of your laws are trustworthy, Father. And we praise you for that. They are established forever and ever, enacted in faithfulness and uprightness. And we just thank you, God, for being so far above us and doing far more than we can imagine. Um, and we praise you especially. You have provided redemption for your people, and you have ordained your covenant forever. And holy and awesome is your name, Father. And we can do nothing in, in light of that except praise you for being holy and awesome, for keeping your word, um, for doing everything that you say you do, and especially for your love, Father, that isn't something you do, but it's who you are. And so we give you praise this morning in Jesus' name. The Bible says, when I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sin to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, 
and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Psalm 32, 3 through 5. Will you confess your sin to the Lord this morning and make those your words? All my guilt is gone. Let's talk to God. Lord, we um, thank you so much for the ability to come to you. I pray that all my sin is gone would be the words of everyone in this place this morning, the sound of my voice. Lord, we admit our propensity to sin. Lord, we refuse, though, this morning to hide our guilt, to hide our sin, but we call on your grace and cry out for your forgiveness, Lord. Without your grace, O Lord, we're we're nothing but idol factories. We just wasted lives, evaporating vanities. But Lord, we confess that sin of rebellion and we admit our constant need for you, for forgiveness. Lord, we desire right relationship with you. Would you help us turn your face towards us? We turn our face towards you in full surrender. And we thank you this morning for forgiveness that's afforded by the cross. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The next part of our prayer is giving thanks to God. We should always give thanks. The psalmist writes in Psalm 97, Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks to his holy name. Again in Psalm 35, I will give you thanks in the great assembly. I will praise you among many people. To help you enter into Thanksgiving this morning, I'm going to read some short statements. And if you will simply quietly speak to yourself, I give you thanks after I read each one. For your unfailing love, I give you thanks. For your mercy, I give you thanks. For your forgiveness, I give you thanks. For saving me from my sins, I give you thanks. For giving me your Holy Spirit, I give you thanks. For picking me up when I fall, I give you thanks. For being my rock when everything around me is crumbling, I give you thanks. For always being there when I call, I give you thanks. For showing me the way when I think there is no way, I give you thanks. For saving me from myself, I give you thanks. For giving me the strength to go on when all my strength is gone, I give you thanks. For understanding my heart, I give you thanks. For never giving up on me, I give you thanks. For giving me victory to overcome temptation, I give you thanks. For for giving me the promise of heaven, I give you thanks. The psalmist writes, So we, your people and the sheep of your pasture, will give you thanks forever. We will show forth your praise to all generations. 
Now would you bow your head and yourself before the Lord and quietly lift a personal prayer of thanks to him for whatever he has done for you. Give him thanks. Father, we give you thanks and we bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray together. Lord, we are so thankful that although you are magnificent, infinite in wisdom and power, Lord, that you still desire for us to approach you with prayers of supplication, Lord. It is within your will to bless us, Lord. and to redeem us, and for that we are thankful. Lord, we lift up Lilia as she is seeking a job, Lord, uh, to sustain herself and her family. We ask that that process be swift, Lord, that you would find something that is not just a good fit in the moment, but long-term, Lord, and that will allow her uh, to provide for those uh, that she should be providing for, Lord. We also lift up Becky and Lee who are recovering from injuries in a car accident, Lord. There um, is variance um, between these, Lord, and the severity of injuries, uh, but we ultimately ask, Lord, just for swift healing, for your hands to be in that. Lord, we ask for their families, to experience peace in this time as they recover, Lord. Uh, And we ultimately ask, Lord, that they would be healed in a way that would allow them to be back in the folds and the hold, Lord, of of you um, and their family back home, Lord. We also lift up uh, Nadine, who, Lord, is asking you to um, engage her in healthier relationships, Lord. And, and so we ask of that, Lord. We ask that you intercede um, in her life, Lord, to introduce her and connect her deeper into relationships that are healthy, Lord. But ultimately, Lord, we ask that she steps deeper into relationship with you, Lord, in a community that actively seeks to glorify you, Lord. And for anyone within our online and in-house community, Lord, is actively seeking healthier relationships, Lord, we just lift this up in general. Again, we thank you, Lord, for this time that you invite us to approach you, Lord, with our requests. And Lord, we are just thankful for the gospel that you have redeemed us and you are asking us in response uh, to continue to approach you, Lord. And so with these requests and requests we've received throughout the week and we will continue to pray for, Lord, We lift all these things up, and it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. If you could, with um, a joyful and thankful heart, please bring your attention to the baptistry. Well, good morning, church. About three weeks ago, uh, Gong Tang emailed me, and he said that he had been attending Great Hills before COVID, 
and uh, I think was actually serving at the helicopter egg drop. And he said at that time, he was not ready to believe in Jesus. But he said, this was three weeks ago, now I'm ready to receive Jesus. Can you help me make that decision? And I said, let me think about that for a minute. Yes, I can do it. So when he came to my office, he expressed to me that he was not raised in uh, a Christian home. He was born in, and raised in China. And he began his quest to know Jesus in 2012. And through the death of his father and a friend, it really made him begin to think about what happens after our physical body dies. What, where do we go? And you told me that your greatest challenge was thinking about all the different world religions and how did that work as opposed to Christianity? And you really had to struggle with that, but finally came to the decision that yes, there is only one way with Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And this is what, this is what Gung expressed in my office uh, Thursday a week ago, and he prayed the sweetest prayer to receive Jesus Christ into his life. So, Gung, this morning, what is your confession of faith? Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. So amen, and I baptize you now, my brother, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Christ, raised to walk in newness of life. Amen. Awesome. So good. That is cause for rejoicing. Praise the Lord. Isn't God amazing? You know, 2012, an egg drop here at Great Hills. And God's been working on Gung all these years, all this time. You know, there's really something to be said for being faithful to the gospel church. Let us continue to be faithful to God. Uh, sometimes we uh, sow lots of seeds and sometimes we harvest, but in the process, we're gonna be, we're gonna be faithful. We're gonna continue in time of prayer, but I just wanna come up and just remind you, we're gonna have the Lord's Supper here in just a few minutes. You say, you sure are making a big deal out of the Lord's Supper, and we should make a big deal, right? Because we're gonna be celebrating here in just a minute. We're gonna have about five more prayer uh, times, and then I'm gonna come up and ask you to get, get ready. I'll read some scripture, we'll, we'll eat the bread and drink the juice. And then uh, at, toward the end, uh, we're gonna have a time of invitation. We're gonna invite you, uh, if you have a heavy heart this morning or some things you wanna pray over, we'll have multiple people up here on the altar, the staff, and we would love to, to pray with you and engage with you as the Lord, uh, as, he, as he speaks to you and encourages you. That was Harrison uh, who spoke up here just a moment. All those requests that he prayed over were requests coming in as we're worshiping the Lord. I, I shared with you earlier, we have as many people worshiping with us online as we do here. Now, we don't count them unless they're with us for at least 30 minutes, okay? So it's not kind of a drive-by click. They have to stay with us for like 30 minutes, then we, we include them, and that's why I try to really be inclusive with our online uh, congregation as they're worshiping the Lord with us. So thank you, Harrison. You're doing a great job as our online pastor and social media director. Yes, he is. You're doing a very good job. Okay. 
So I'm just going to prepare you now for the next prayer time. It's going to be a little intense because the person who's going to be leading us in prayer, he can only pray one way, and it's with intensity and with fervor and with passion. And so uh, Alex is going to open us uh, in prayer and for personal revival and for holiness. And then another one of our pastors is going to come up and pray. And then I'll be back in just a few minutes. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Isaiah 57, 15 says, For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Father God, this morning, we come to your throne of grace, O Lord. For we are broken, O Master. We are broken, and we come to your throne of grace, O Master. As you have called us, O Lord, come to the throne of grace to find mercy and see grace, O Lord. And this morning, with our broken hearts, contrite spirit, O Lord, we come to you. And Father God, everyone as an individual, Everyone as an individual, O oh Lord. And Father God, not the husband for wife, wife for husband, parents for children. And we humble each and every one of us, O oh Lord. We have become so busy praying for the revival of others and praying for the world. And Father God, we have forgotten. And we have become so self-righteous in ourselves that we are too proud to pray, as Lincoln said, O oh Master. Our unbroken success and our, and our, and our atmosphere has made us so proud to pray. And this morning, O oh Lord, as a congregation together, as every one of us as individuals, O oh Lord, we come to your throne of grace, seeking mercy, O oh Lord. And you commanded us to pursue peace with everyone and holiness without which we cannot see you. We fight and we find fault with everyone and we seek holiness, O oh Lord. And this morning, Father God, would you revive us as psalmist cries out in Psalm 85? Would you revive us, O Lord, so that your people will rejoice in you, O Master? We sought so much of happiness without holiness, and we are broken. No wonder we are broken. And we come to your throne of grace once again, O Lord. Revive us, O Master. Revive us, O Lord. Give us a broken heart and contrite spirit. And may your word, may your spirit rebuke us, O Master. Every time we pick your word, O Master, at the twin-edged sword, O Lord, may it divide our soul and spirit, O Lord. You know every word even before we speak. You know the thoughts and intents of our heart that we forget so easily, Lord. And as much as we looked unto you as Jehovah Jireh, the provider, we failed to look unto you as Jehovah Sitkeno, our righteousness, O Master. And this morning, as a congregation, as an individual, as a husband, as a wife, as a son, as a daughter, as a friend, Father God, we come to you. Humble ourselves, O Master, and we seek Christ, O Lord. Our righteousness is never a way to Christ. Christ is our way to righteousness, O Master. Christ is our way to holiness, O Lord. And today, we seek, O oh Master, and help us to reflect the radiance of your face. Enough for the days that we, that we looked into your hands for provisions, O oh Lord. Help us to look into your face to take your radiance that the world would see, O oh Lord. Help us to shine your light in the world, O oh Lord. Give us a holiness that the world will long for, O oh Master. And Father God, revive us in a way, Lord. And the way you revived Isaiah, Lord. Oh, to me, I am a man of unclean lips, he said, before telling 
I live among the people of unclean lips. Father God, give us that heart. Oh, to us, oh, to every one of us individual, for our unclean lips. May a coal from the altar of your fire, oh Lord, touch our lips, touch our hearts, and touch our lives, oh Master, to transform us, to light us up to the world so that we would be a fragrance of Christ to this world. We would be an ambassadors of Christ to this world, O oh Lord. Help us to yearn for, long for that revival in each and every one of us in our hearts, in our lives. And also, Lord, help us to long for that holiness that you commanded us to be, Lord. And through the peace that we pursue with everyone, O oh Master, we as ministers, we have failed, O oh Lord. We as common man, we have failed, O oh Master. We as servants of God, we have failed, O oh Lord. Each and there is none perfect but thee. There is none perfect but thee. But help us to long for that perfection. Help us to long for that holiness so that the world, when they see us, O oh Master, they would see you, O oh Lord. They would see you, O oh Master. Reduce us, O oh Lord. Every element of pride, every element of self-righteousness, every element of every spirit of finding fault, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh Lord. The Nazarene who died for us on the cross, and we were not just washed by the hyssop, as we read in the Old Testament. We are washed by the blood of the Son of God Almighty, and we surrender every one of us as individuals into your nail-pierced hands, for you to revive us and you to make us holy. In the mighty and matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Pray with me. Lord God, we come before you recognizing that as you revive us, as you increase within us a love for you and a desire to walk with you and a passion for obedience and a boldness to share our faith, Lord, that your design and purpose is to use us as ambassadors of your gospel that you have used to save us. Lord, we beg of you. We beg of you, Lord, this year allow us to see 200 salvations, 200 baptisms, Lord, we praise you for the baptisms that we have seen this year. We praise you for the baptism of Gung that we celebrated earlier and the work that you have done in his heart. But we know, Lord, that you can do more. So, Lord, we beg of you to be who you have promised to be. We beg of you, Lord, to revive hearts and to make men, women, and children alive through us. Help us to be faithful to seek out our neighbors, our coworkers, our classmates, our coaches, our friends, the acquaintances that you place within our lives daily. Lord, help us to share the good news that you have used to transform our lives. Help us to be transparent about our struggles, but the victory that you have given to us through your spirit. Lord, please allow us to see this to happen, Lord, not for ourselves, but for your glory, that more people would give you praise, that this room would be filled with men, women, and children that did not know you, but because of your son have been brought near. Lord, apart from you, we cannot do this. Lord, help us to be the hands and feet. Help us to be faithful. Help us to be bold. Help us to overcome fear. Lord, we pray these things, trusting that you will do them because you have promised to be with us to the end of this age as we go and we make disciples. And we pray these things in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day, God. Thank you for...
Connect Church at Liberty Hill. God, thank you for the work that you're doing at that church. God, thank you for Great Hills Baptist Church, Lord. Um, just time and time again, I've just been overwhelmed at just the blessings from this church, God. Um, whether it's financial, whether it's volunteers, God, whether it's supplies. Um, people here have no idea all that's gone into and all the work and just the love and the prayers that have been poured into this church, God. Um, and I'm just so blessed and grateful for that, God. And we just pray that it's just a sweet, fragrant offering um, to you, Lord. And um, just thank you that tonight we get to have this same service, God, and I know it'll be different um, for, for people at Connect Church, God. It's maybe something they haven't experienced, just learning to pray, to adore you, to confess, to give thanks, and prayers of supplication, God, and then to have the Lord's Supper. God, I pray that you would just bless tonight. God, I pray that the people would come that have been coming, Lord. Um, thank you for blessing us with new people just about every week, God. Um, it's just such a blessing to see people from the community word getting out that you're doing a new work and that it's real and it's authentic and we're not trying to make much of ourselves and we're not trying to show off or be fancy or anything like that, God. It's just all about Jesus. Um, I know it's all about him here at Great Hills and it's that same DNA is being poured into Connect Church, and so um, tonight we just pray for hearts to be ready, and um, and just even now, God, uh, the people that are gonna come, they, they did already just start to feel a work in their hearts that you're doing for them tonight. God, we pray for future services, God. Thank you for launching us on Easter Sunday, on Resurrection Day, God, and we just can't wait to see year after year what you're gonna do through this church, God. Um, can't wait for the day when we get to plant a church out of Connect Church, Lord. It's just gonna be such an exciting day. Thank you that that's Pastor Danny's heart, um, that that's our church's heart, God. Thank you for Cornerstone that's been planted, God. I just pray that we would, would plant many, many more. And so, God, we just give you the service tonight, God. We love you. Again, it's all about your son, Jesus, and it's in his name we pray, amen. As we continue to pray together, we pray for those who share the truth of Jesus Christ, the gospel, faithfully, and to meet the needs of those around us. If we say that we love you, Lord Jesus Christ, we will do what you say. You are the bread of life and the living water. Those who partake of you will never hunger or thirst again. Proverbs 7.1 says, My son, keep my words and treasure my commands. May the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be pleasing unto you because you are holy. John 14.15 says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. You tell us whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Help us, Spirit of God, to obey you at every call. May we faithfully share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those around us because we are living the gospel ourselves. This leads to eternal life, freedom, and peace to those around us who are perishing. May we deny ourselves daily Pick up our cross and follow you, Jesus Christ, to meet needs. May we abide in you, Jesus, as we abide in you and your words in us. May we care for the sheep who are needy and hurting. Because if we do not care for the sheep, who will go? The Spirit of the Lord has empowered us to bring good news to the poor, to those who are sick, to those who are blind, 
to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Psalm 147.3 says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. May we be faithful to offer this life-giving spiritual healing in Jesus' name for the praise, glory, and honor of you, Lord Jesus Christ. Bind up the testimony. Seal the accurate teaching among your disciples. May we follow you faithfully. Come church, let us lead faithfully. Let us return to the Lord, for he may have torn us and we may be broken, that he may heal us. He has struck us down and he will bind us up. He is the Lord, the chief shepherd, and we are the sheep of his pasture. And as Jesus said to Peter in John 21, he said, Peter, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord. And Jesus said, tend my lambs. Peter, do you love me? And Peter said, yes, Lord, I do. He said, shepherd my sheep. The third time, Peter, do you love me? And Jesus, he said, yes, Lord. He said, then tend to my sheep. We ask humbly, Father, only by your spirit and for your glory that we would have a passion for people, share the gospel, that they may have eternal life and be healed and to care for people in your name. Amen. Let's continue to pray for the Lord's Supper. Father, we thank you and we praise your God when uh, we give you glory and honor, O Master, and thank you for your mighty presence in this place, O God. And Lord, we thank you, O God, for bringing us to your presence, O Father God, today, O Father God, to partake in the communion, O Master. And Lord, as we eat your bread and as we eat the juice, and Lord, your, Lord, we pray, O Father God, that you would sanctify us, O Father. And Lord, you have asked us to do this in remembrance of you, O Father. And Lord, as we eat this bread, O Father, and Lord, we remember your sacrifice on the cross. And uh, Lord, your body was broken for us, O God. And you were wounded for our transgressions, O Master. You were bruised for our iniquities, O God. The chastisement for our peace was upon your shoulder, O Master. And by your stripes, we are healed. And Lord, we thank you and we praise you, O Father. And Lord, we give you glory and honor, O God. And Lord, you shed your blood, O God, to sanctify us, O God, and to make us worthy, O Father, to stand in your presence, O Father. And Lord, you shed your blood, O God, and made new covenant with us, O Father. And Lord, we thank you, O God. We praise you, O Master. And Lord, we give you glory and honor honor, O God. And Lord, you have promised us, O Father, whoever eats my flesh and eat, drinks my blood, and then he will have the eternal life you have promised us, O God. And we thank you for that promise, O Father. And Lord, we give you glory and honor, O Father, God, and make us worthy, O God, to partake in the communion, O Master, and prevent us, O God, to, take, to partake in the unworthy manner, O Master. And we thank you and we praise you, O Father. And Lord, as we consume the bread and the juice, O God, that we pray, O God, you would move mightily in this place, O Father. Yes. You have promised us, O Father, God, I will bless bless your bread and I will bless your water and take away the sickness from you. And Lord, we pray, oh Father, God, as we eat, oh Father, and the bread and the juice, drink the juice, oh God, Lord, we pray that you would heal us, oh God, and you would heal our bodies, oh Master, you would heal our minds, oh God, our soul, oh Master, and make us whole, oh God. Let your name alone be glorified in and through us, oh Father, God. We give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 
Praise the Lord. All right, at this time, we'd love for you to take out your, your cup, and uh, there's a, a thin film of plastic on the top. If you'll remove that, that will give you access to the, the little wafer uh, of bread there. And um, does anybody not have one of these? If you could raise your hand up pretty high. We have men, our deacons are serving so well. If y'all see anybody that does not have one of these, we'll get, uh, get access to it to you. Those of you that are online, we can't reach you, okay? We're just asking you to grab some bread, some juice, and participate with us as best you can. And so this is a sacred time. It's a time as we have prepared, we have prayed, we've asked the Lord. And I want to invite you to, even now, before you eat the bread and drink the juice, to say, Lord God, is there anything in my life, anything that I have said or done or thought uh, that has dishonored you or dishonored someone else, Lord, you'd forgive me. You'd bring that, Lord, to my mind and to my heart, and we confess it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that you tell us in your word that you invite us to come. And you say, if we confess our sins, you are faithful, God. You are just to forgive us. Isn't that sweet, church? To be forgiven and to be cleansed from all unrighteousness. So, God, we ask you now, as our sister prayed, brothers prayed before, that you would cleanse us, O oh God, even now as we eat this bread. And the word of God says... And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, he blessed, and he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, and he said, take and eat, for this is my body. Thank you, Lord. Also, on the little cup there, you should be able to take the larger little piece and pull it back. And that'll give you access to the juice. And um, if you make a little mess, that is okay. All right, sometimes these things are not the easiest to, to get access to, but we do have them. And remember, there was a time where we would just pass everything around, you know, the bread and the juice, but uh, things changed, right? COVID has changed a lot of things. So we're hoping this will help you as you grab it and pull it back. If you need some help, it's okay to be humble and say, I need help. I cannot open this thing. Is there anybody that needs some help? Everybody okay? It's okay if you, if it's okay not to be okay, all right? If you need some help, let somebody, okay, somebody's helping somebody over there, that is awesome. That's what we're about, helping each other. All right, this, this represents the, the blood of Jesus. I love the color of it. I love to look at it. It reminds me of what happened almost 2,000 years ago on the cross. This is our faith, church. This is our hope. This is why we're here today, because Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and my sins so that we could be forgiven, we could be cleansed, we could have a relationship with, ooh, watch this now, we could have a relationship with God through Christ, our sins are forgiven, watch me close, now we can have a relationship with one another, right, horizontally, we can enjoy one another's fellowship, we can forgive each other, we can be forgiven by one another. How does that happen? It only comes through uh, the blood of Jesus that cleanses us and enables us and empowers us uh, to forgive others. I'm so grateful to be able to read to you now that he took the cup and Jesus gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples and he said, drink from it all of you for this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for many for the forgiveness of sins. I'm going to lead you in a time of prayer, and we're going to gather together. Our, our staff and others are going to come and join me at the altar. We're going to receive you as you come 
And as you bring your prayer requests to us today, let's pray together one more time. And Jeff and our team are gonna lead us in a time of worship. When I finish this prayer, I'm gonna say, in Jesus' name, amen. I'm gonna invite you to stand and we're going to sing together and we're gonna pray some more with, with one another. Father, we thank you for the day. Thank you for the sacred hour, Lord. It went so fast. It's already 12 o'clock. I said, Lord, that, that may be the fastest hour I have had in my life. It was such a sweet time to be in your presence, to hear these men and these women from different nations and to be able to pray and talk to you and to lead us, God, to your throne, throne of grace and mercy. Thank you, Lord, that the humble, Lord, and the contrite, you will not cast us out. Lord, you do resist the proud, but you give grace. You give mercy to the humble. We humble ourselves before you. If you're here today and you are like Gung and you would say, I need Christ, I need, I need forgiveness, I need a relationship with the Lord God Almighty, we invite you to come. We invite you to stand to your feet, walk down this aisle and take one of these men or one of these women by the hand and say, that guy, what he did, that's what I need to do. I need to follow the Lord. I need him in my life. I, I need Jesus. I need forgiveness. I need grace. I need to follow him in baptism. I'm just ready. I'm ready to give my heart to the Lord. And you know who you are, right? You know that God has prepared you for this special day. Jesus is speaking to you. He's drawing you to himself. Look, if you hear a voice inside of you saying, you're a sinner and I want to forgive you and I want to make you right and I want to empower you to go to heaven, can I just tell you, that ain't the devil talking to you. That is Jesus talking to you. He's saying, I love you. I want to forgive you. I want to wash you. I want to redeem you. I want to live forever in heaven with you. That is the Spirit of God, O oh church. And I tell you, if you're here today and you, don't, and you don't know the Lord and the Lord is speaking those words to you, come on. I'm praying for you. I'm praying that God would lift up your body and you would put those feet to good usage. You would walk down this aisle and say, pray for me. Help me. I want to know the Lord. I want to walk with God. I tell you, I've experienced something today that I have not experienced before. There's this conviction of sin, but there's also this promise of forgiveness. That's what I want. Would you grant it to me, oh God? And he will. So let us help you. Let us encourage you. Are you here today? Broken and hurting and need forgiveness or you need to forgive somebody. Or maybe you're just here today and you're like your pastor and you, these last two weeks have been hard and you've been walking through this and you're trying to just kind of find your, find your way and just forgive and to, and to say, Lord, help me in my hurt. Lord, help me in my, help me to forgive. Would you do that? Would you join me in doing that? This altar is not a forbidden place. It's not a, a taboo like, oh goodness, I can't go up there. Oh, I pray that you'll come. Especially you'll come if, you sense the Spirit of God impressing you and moving upon you. Father, we thank you. Thank you for this sacred time. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.